This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Tuesday, June 27th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Galley. Here's today's headlines. Purdue heads to China. Bill to kill WOTUS expected today. Commerce kicks off NAFTA hearings and USDA plans ag trade mission to Brazil. USDA Secretary Sonny Perdue is taking a victory lap for the Trump administration's success, getting China to lift the ban on U.S. beef all the way to Beijing and Shanghai. Purdue, together with U.S. Ambassador to China Terry Branstead, will be in China later this week where they will celebrate the June 19 arrival of the first U.S. shipment of beef to China in more than 13 years. Instead of cutting a ribbon, Purdue will be cutting a prime rib that came from the Nebraska-based Greater Omaha Packing Company. Purdue said, I will be proud to be on hand for the official reintroduction of U.S. beef to China. This is tremendous news for the American beef industry, the agriculture community, and the American economy in general. We will once again have access to the enormous Chinese market with a strong and growing middle class, which have been closed to our ranchers for a long, long time. China banned U.S. beef in December 2003 after the first case of bovine spongiform encephalopathy was detected in the U.S. But last September, Chinese Premier Li Kung-chung announced the country's intention to lift the ban. U.S. and Chinese negotiators went to work immediately, meeting in Beijing and Washington. A Chinese delegation even visited a Nebraska packing plant. Those negotiations went into high gear after President Donald Trump met with Chinese President Xi Jinping. The U.S. announced a deal to lift the ban on June 12th. Proposal to kill WOTUS expected today. AgriPulse is hearing that the proposed withdrawal of the Obama administration's Waters of the U.S. rule will be unveiled today. Trusted sources said EPA plans to announce the first step in coming up with a new WOTUS rule, which EPA Administrator Scott Pruitt said at a recent congressional hearing would appear by the fourth quarter of this year or the first quarter of next year at the latest. But before EPA and the Army Corps of Engineers can issue a new rule, they'll have to accept comments on their proposal to get rid of the old one. And environmental groups are expected to challenge the withdrawal of what they call the clean water rule in court. The Obama-era rule was briefly in effect before being stayed by the courts in late 2015. Most major farm groups have made a new, less expansive waters rule a priority. But environmental groups are generally happy with the rule and would like to see it remain in place. Commerce kicks off NAFTA hearings. The U.S. Commerce Department kicks off three days of hearings today to allow public feedback on the Trump administration's plan to renegotiate the North American Free Trade Agreement. Plenty of ag groups will be represented at the hearing, including the National Corn Growers Association. Like officials from other groups, NCGA's first vice president, Kevin Skunas, will be warning government negotiators not to hurt the benefits that U.S. ag exporters enjoy because of the trade pact between the U.S., Canada, and Mexico. Skunas will say in prepared testimony to be delivered today, in the 23 years since NAFTA was implemented, trade with Mexico and Canada has increased dramatically. North America has become the most important export market for the U.S. corn industry. During NAFTA's lifetime, U.S. agriculture value chains have grown and integrated to capitalize on geographic proximity 
and to facilitate trade with Mexican and Canadian industries. USDA plans ag trade mission to Brazil. USDA's Foreign Agriculture Service will lead a five-day trade mission to Brazil in September. A FAS release says the trip will offer U.S. ag businesses and state government leaders an opportunity to forge relationships with potential customers, interact with government officials, and gather market intelligence that will help them develop or expand sales to the world's fifth largest country. The delegation will be going to Sao Paulo, an obvious choice because it's the financial capital of the country, but USDA will also be heading to the city of Recife in Brazil's northeast. Recife is one of the country's major business hubs where population and income growth have led to significant growth in wholesale and retail trade, according to the FAS. The upgrading of ports and other infrastructure in the region has made exporting to northeastern Brazil more logistically and financially feasible in recent years. Sao Paulo, Brazil's financial and business center, is the most populous city in the southern hemisphere and home to many well-established importers. Farm Bureau, grill it if you got it. Average barbecue prices are down. It's that time to throw some brats and burgers on the grill this year. It's going to be a little cheaper, according to the American Farm Bureau Federation. John Newton, Farm Bureau's Director of Market Intelligence, says, as expected, higher production has pushed retail meat prices down. Retail pork prices also declined in 2017, largely due to more pork on the market and ample supplies of other animal proteins available for domestic consumption. Lower beef prices are most likely putting downward pressure on port prices, according to Newton. 2017 World Food Prize winner has been announced. Akinwami Adonisia, a Nigerian native who serves as the president of the African Development Bank, was announced as the 2017 World Food Prize laureate yesterday. Past World Food Prize laureate Pedro Sanchez has dubbed Indonesia Africa's Norman Borlaug. Indonesia also earned the reputation as the farmer's minister in his home country. As the sixth World Food Prize winner from Africa, Indonesia is recognized for significantly expanding food production in Nigeria, increasing accessibility of credit for smallholder farms across Africa, and energizing political forces to improve African agriculture. He will be awarded the honor and $250,000 at the Iowa Capitol in Des Moines in October. Here's today's He Said It. Harry Barnes, the chairman of the Blackfeet Nation, offered the opening prayer Monday as the Western Governors Association opened its summer meeting in Whitefish, Montana. Wearing a traditional Native American headdress, Barnes, in addition to asking for a blessing from the Creator, pointed out that several Canadian officials were present, including the ambassador to the U.S., He also noted the Supreme Court ruling that gave President Trump a partial victory on his Muslim travel ban. Good luck getting home, he said to the Canadians, drawing chuckles from the crowded meeting room. Well, that is Daybreak for this Tuesday, June 27th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by McLeod, Watkinson & Miller, America's most experienced law firm in agricultural and derivatives law, and by Dairy Management Incorporated. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Dowling.